Coming up, super spicy food, the Groundhog Day movie formula, the Super Bowl, and 2x listening speed. All that and more on this episode of For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? I'd also drink milk and self driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. We're a month into 2021, which is starting to look a lot less like its own year and more like the second season of 2020, the television show. And the writers are coming up with some truly bonkers plot lines to keep us all engaged. Here to make heads or tails of it all are my friends, Mike Winan, Patrick Lothian, and Robbie Silver. Hello, friends. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hello, Hi, to you, friend. friend. Well, gentlemen, what has been going on in your lives, starting with Robbie? Well... First of all, I'm happy that we're no longer doing last week's episode because that was super fun getting bashed on. You got to get that out of your head, dude. I know. It was a good episode. Admittedly, admittedly, I think I had anxiety recording it. I felt anxious about being bashed. And then I saw you the next day and tried to talk you out of it. I know. I I (laughs) I was iffy. But honestly, the last few days have been great for me. I've been... We have a, a nanny here now who's helping take care of our daughter, which we didn't have before. Our nanny already has her first COVID shot, so that's even better. We feel really, we have a good peace of mind with her here, and it just makes life easier. I've been working out. I've been meditating. I've been doing all those things that I said I wanted to do for my New Year's resolution, and I'm in a more positive mental state than I was a week ago. So I love it. Let's and do it. Rob, what was the temperature here today? About 76 degrees or so. That helps, nice. that helps a lot. Our, boys in, our boy in Chicago just got two feet tired, of snow. Tired of hearing about that. Uh, let's go on to Patrick. <laughs> what's going on with your well, life? What's the temperature there right now, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Cold? It was actually <laughs> kind of warm. It was warm today, but it's going to drop down to like the teens and single digits uh, soon. We're like mid-40s, so we're like right in between, as it should be. Well, my update is more of a future date. I had talked to you guys before this about um, you guys trying out fasting so that we could talk about it next week to get the audience engaged in what's happening next week. And it's perfectly fine if you fail because that basically means you're against. So we will see what everybody thinks next week. Yeah, what day are we starting? Um, Whatever day you want to for as many days as you want to. Okay, we'll have to decide that offline. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Pat. Uh, Michael, what's going on with you? Uh, I can't sleep this week, gentlemen. (laughs) I'm, no joke, running on about four hours sleep over the last 48. So this might get a little giddy. I don't know what's causing it. Um, I haven't been watching any Coors Super Bowl ads, so that's <laughs> not that's it. That's your problem. <laughs> so any advice you boys can can give me? If you remember, in our high school days, um, I was usually asleep. So this is very new territory for me. Wow. So any advice you can give to me, I'd appreciate. It is true for our listeners. Mike had somehow magically blocked off like three hours of lunch for himself, which no other <laughs> high school student had, but somehow he did it. And us theater kids had like a couch set up underneath the stage. And every so often I would go down under the stage just to like hang out and I would find Mike fast asleep <laughs> every, like, day. Hey, every day. Yeah. But it was teachers nice. would for, go there if they needed for to find plural me, hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mike, Mike, have you tried exercising? Yeah, yeah. I've been actually exercising a lot. I've only missed three days this year. Maybe that's Have you it. Tried maybe, not my body, maybe my body's <laughs> yeah. starting to get into some kind of. I've been doing it late, and maybe that's it. Mm. Um, maybe yeah. exercise early in the morning, like yeah, thirdly early, like five a.m. Texas time. Which well, I think is... if I if I'm up then, which I probably am, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Have you okay. tried a melatonin supplement? I haven't tried anything. <laughs> I... <laughs> so that's something to try. You can also I've try... tried just spending the hours worrying about all my past mistakes. So yeah. that doesn't help. <laughs> I don't think Texas has uh, medical marijuana, but if they did, you could try, you know, getting a little bit of that in your system. I'm just saying, I've heard people do it. Yep. I, I, yep. People do do that. They probably have street marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's not a hard thing to find, to, I think. <laughs> bad advice is to commit a felony. <laughs> uh, my update 
for the week is related to one of our topics from last week, the lottery. It turns mm. out my mother won the lottery twice. Oh, now, she's such a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. She listens, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's um, not from me. That's from Pat and Wine. That's true. Was That's it like true. a scratch off or was it the normal lottery? It was. So I asked her and she wasn't sure if it was like the Mega Millions or the Powerball or whatever. If now, she won the Mega Millions, you she would know. Would remember. Well, but well, you could win like $100 off. Of yeah. The Mega so so here's here's the story is it was like in the early 90s. Uh, my dad was out of town on work and my mom had bought a lottery ticket and she won like $250. And so nice. that was pretty exciting. And I think it was one of the ones where like if you got all of the numbers, like, you know, you'd be set for, you know, generations. Um, and then she did one of the pools at work and uh, there was like 10 or 12 people that were in on it. And it was something that they sort of did all the time. Like once the, the jackpot reached a certain threshold. So they only wanted to do it when their odds were worse, when everybody was playing. <laughs> but um, as a group, they won $50,000. Wow. Wow. Um, and then after taxes and splitting it 10 or 12 ways, I think she walked away with like, you know, 1500 bucks, something like that. So um, I, I don't know why I didn't know that. I feel like when your parents win the lottery, they should tell their children sooner than after you <laughs> podcast about it. I'm almost positive that my parents have won like a couple hundred bucks in a similar situation. Oh, what's wrong with them? But bear. I don't know. They haven't talked to me about the podcast in a while, so I'm not sure. (laughs) Now it's time to play for our guests. (laughs) One of us will present a topic. The rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue about it, and then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. Um, Mr. Winand, you're up first. Yeah, I'm first. I'm I'm not often first, but I'm first today. Um, There was a bit of news that happened uh, yesterday. Um, Hard to call it news, but a man broke the record for eating the most uh, California Reaper uh, chilies in under 10 seconds. So uh, a California Reaper chili is the hottest chili in the world. It, it, it took that mantle away from the ghost pepper, which you may be familiar with. You're referring to Carolina Reaper? Carolina Reaper. You're right. I, again, sleep, very important <laughs> uh, for reading and, and speaking. Um, who are you guys anyway? Um, <laughs> but anyway, he, he ate uh, three of these... Uh, uh, reapers from Carolina uh, in under 10 seconds. Um, they are measured in Scoville units uh, heat. I think, I think we might be aware of that. A, a, uh, a typical um, uh, jalapeno is 5,000 uh, Scoville units. Uh, each one of these is 2 million. So it's the equivalent of eating 1,200 uh, of, of a jala- 1,200 jalapenos in under uh, 10 seconds. Uh, and well, hold he on. Suffers... I gotta pause you. I gotta pause Wait, you, Michael. That's not a great analogy because <laughs> when you're talking about 1200 something, you're talking about the quantity, but so you're talking about the heat units. Now, That's if he so ate nice. 1200, like the volume of that amount of food, that he would, would explode. Be yes, he would explode. Yes. yes. That would, that would okay. Be quite I just wanted to, I didn't want you to get it's it the, off the it's hook. It's the heat equivalent. Okay. But, you know, this is something that I think we're we're on the show are trying to to see themes and things that are happening in the world, and and I can feel, and I don't know if you guys are are the same, but 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 very spicy foods are really having a moment. There's a show called mm. Hot Ones on YouTube that's recently gone to, to to Hulu that is a huge hit, which is um, famous people eating absurdly hot wings uh, while trying to conduct an interview while crying and nearly barfing, and some of them actually do barf. Uh, there's mm-hmm. restaurants across the country that are, uh, you know, have challenges for the the hottest wings possible or the the hottest hamburger in the world uh, or or the hottest anything in the world. It seems like they're they're racing for it. Um, my question is, why do we do this to ourselves? Uh, I, I'm certainly not somebody who's going to only eat Nordic foods like a smorgasbordta for the rest <laughs> of my life. I like a spicy food. Uh, I like a spicy meatball. But um, I, why are people feel the urge to, to cause themselves pain? Um, and is this something that you're interested in? Would you ever take one of these challenges? Uh, I want to start with uh, not Patrick, because I know what his acid <laughs> reflux is going to tell me. So Robert Silver, uh, what do you think of spicy foods? Uh, you're kind of a pale man, but I feel I, I've seen you eat some spicy things <laughs> down here in Austin with some spicy tacos. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, these challenges? I'm a pale man with a propensity for enjoying a little bit of heat. 
but, but I don't want to overdo it because for me, I like the flavor of spicy food, but I don't like the extreme spice of spicy food. So the, the sweet spot for me is something that has like a little bit of kick to it, but is tolerable and has good flavor. But having said that, to your point there, that's really kind of not what you're talking about here. You're talking about these extreme things and it brings to mind, have you guys heard of the one chip challenge? It's no. a company that sells a package that you open the package and there's literally one single potato chip in it. Do we and talk about this on this episode or on this? We on talk, show? talked about, about the, the most five expensive chip thing that, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cause this yeah. is a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might've, we might've talked about this briefly, but one package costs, I think like five bucks or maybe more than that. And my uh, brother and my sister-in-law and other family members were obsessed with trying the one chip challenge. So, so this chip has like ghost pepper essence in it. Yeah, it's it's super hot. I don't know if it's the Carolina Reaper. Probably not, but probably the ghost pepper. It's a it's an extremely hot chip. And my brother claims to have been spice training his whole life. Spice and, training. Yeah, he he. So he's on board. Himself. He's on this train. He. Honestly, if you told him that there was something flavored with Carolina Reaper peppers, I would bet he would eat it. So he's I don't four. think he wants to eat just the raw pepper, but I think he he's for. But I'm not him. <laughs> and I'm against because I see what this does to people. So my sister, I should start by saying my brother actually does handle spice extremely well. And he ate the one chip challenge as if it was just a Lay's potato chip. And he's like, that was delicious. And he, Why and he, he moved on. Do it. <laughs> because he wants to prove, I think, to himself and other people how well he could handle the spice. I don't know. He's it's a like big a, man. It's a big he's boy. a big man with a sweaty forehead <laughs> eating hot, spicy food. Uh, but my sister-in-law, she also tried the one tip chip challenge and it did not end well for her. She had to crawl, literally <laughs> army crawl to the oh bathroom and did what you do in the bathroom when your stomach's not feeling well. And then the well, that the could be a few things, I'm... but we don't need to hear what it is. <laughs> no, no, it's one of those things. And one, it's either one of those things or two of those things. <laughs> or maybe there's a third option. Who knows? And, uh, but she, she had a hard go of it, let's just say. So uh, for her, again, she's somebody that I think she thinks that she can handle the spice. But she's nowhere near the level of my other brother who's spice trained. So, like, why do you do this to yourself? Spice Start train. With, like, this is a new is phrase. That a thing? That yeah, it's a thing. I, at least it's a thing my brother does. I don't know if it's actually a thing, but if it's not, he's starting it. So, <laughs> I'm against my brother's for. My sister in law is reluctantly for, but she shouldn't be. Patrick, how's how's that uh, that uh, acid reflux? Is it coming up just by us talking about this? A little bit. Um, <laughs> I do have a couple of. of comments though i'm surprised you didn't talk about this headline that says man eats world's hottest chili peppers in record time suffers greatly yeah he does <laughs> That's a great headline he like immediately <laughs> starts retching into <laughs> into a uh, a bucket yeah. but it, i also enjoyed that his name is mike jack <laughs> that is mike mcfadden's name and his son's name there you go so that is neat um i don't understand <laughs> like spicy food hurts me but I also don't understand like really spicy food. Like I get that this is a challenge or whatever. Whenever I have something that's too spicy, it's not a flavor to me. It makes it so I can't taste flavors. Yeah, like it numbs out. my mouth. So then it, the food I'm take, eating tastes like nothing. And then you're also really uncomfortable. So I've never really understood why people enjoy this. I do get the idea of like eating a spicy pepper for a challenge because at that point you're not trying to enjoy it. It's not like an enjoyment thing. It's like, what does this, I might even be interested in having like a little bit bite of a ghost pepper just to see what that sensation is like. Cause when these people are like throwing up, like I have no idea what they're feeling because I've never gotten close to like something too spicy to handle. So I would be somewhat interested in, in how that feels. So I'm actually going to be for this. Wow. <laughs> That I, I lost a very heavy bet. <laughs> Did you short me on that one? Uh, yeah, you're going to short squeeze the hell out of me here. Uh, Mike McFadden, how do you feel? Okay, so I am for spicy food. Yes. Um, and I'm for very spicy food. But this is super spicy food. 
I'm not for super spicy. There's food. a line. I there's a line for me, and so and I think there's a line for everybody. Um, just because you can put it in your mouth and chew it and make it go down your throat into your belly doesn't like mean it like it's like like you can handle the spicy food. It's like I could saw my arm off, but like <laughs> that wouldn't be a good idea under any circumstance. And so I sort of think we're there is not a perfect analogy clearly <laughs> but um it's not that far off i guess i i can understand the appeal of uh you know, like some macho guy wanting to prove um you know how how much he can take and you know test his metal and and perhaps when i was a younger man i would have been drawn towards such challenges I'm a little bit older a little bit wiser and uh i don't benefit by being able to do feats of strength that have no practical purpose in any way, shape, or form. This guy would you be don't have better to prove off. Yourself. Yeah, this guy would be better off like going for a jog because like maybe he's gonna have to run far one day or fast he, another but day. But he raised a bunch of money for charity. Okay, yeah, but uh, fine, fine. <laughs> did? Yeah. yeah, did he? Are you sure? For what the ghost pepper one? All right. Oh, okay. So, because it the, the biggest problem here is not about trying to, you know, what's happening when it's going in. It's what's happened when it's coming out. And that <laughs> is not something that I want. Two ways. Yeah. I don't want to experience that um, if I can avoid it. And I know I certainly can avoid it. So, I'm do, against do you guys know super spicy food. If you can get like hurt physically from oh, yes. this kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think you can. I think so. Can burn I mean, a it's, a the it's a chemical <laughs> burn. Like it uh -huh. feels like burning because it is. <laughs> it's yeah. So, so sort of like it's like if you were having a poison drinking contest. Like <laughs> it's like I didn't die. I drank the most poison. I won. It's like, oh, did you win? College kids you do lost. that every day, McFadden. Oh yeah, I played a lot uh, yeah. of those games and won. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> All right, I think I'm done, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'll bring us home here. Um, uh, this a uh, couple of different reasons why this came up because I did see Hot Ones coming up on on Hulu. That actually is a fun show uh, because I do like to see people who are usually pampered in a lot of pain. Um, so <laughs> yeah, um, eat the rich. Uh, I'm this is starting to turn into a, a quite a. Uh, we got a, a second line on this show, which is like uh, d down with uh, billionaires. But um, uh, I have personal. Uh, uh, every time I see like I go to a restaurant and I see these con these contests or whatever they have, I, I have some PTSD at the 2013 Long Grove Apple Festival in Long Grove, Illinois. I ate in one bite a ghost pepper and my life has never been the same. Uh, it completely like Patrick said, washes out your mouth, but it also you no longer focus on anything other than the pain that is happening in your life. Oh. Um, it started to rain in that moment, which I think was some kind of sign. And to this day, I lit, I swear to you, I cannot eat an apple cider donut because they taste spicy to me. My brain has correlated those two things. Um, and oh, so uh, oh, I know from experience oh, that sad. Patrick, this is not something that you want to try. Um, call well, me. I don't want to try like eating the whole thing, just like a tiny bite just yeah. to see what it, yeah. Call me a pussy. Call me whatever you want to call me. Um, uh, but I learned a the friend. hard way that this is called. Thank you. That this is not <laughs> something that anybody, uh, wants or should do. This is just another example of toxic masculinity in that our society <laughs> is telling us that men have to be strong and have to do things that, uh, are difficult just because they're difficult why can't we have spicy foods to a level that we can enjoy them that they were intended not uh not mess with it so i too am against uh that's three to one uh we can retire these there are <laughs> there are certain cultures that that food naturally is very very spicy yeah. right like yeah, oh, we're yeah. Thai food, about, Indian we're food. What super spicy food? We're talking about oh, well, like even food super... that was de is designed specifically only to be spicy. Like tycoon here in Austin um, is they have a masman curry, which is almost unbearable, but not almost unbearable. They have found that line that Mike was talking about. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, right. thank you very okay. much, Michael. Let's move along now to Patrick. Patrick, what's your topic for us this evening? My topic is movies that use the Groundhog Day formula. Yeah, so, it's Groundhog Day. Is it? 
I think it, it was Groundhog was, Day. No, oh. like that was like Sunday or Monday oh. or Saturday. It was recently. Winter? Recently, <laughs> it was yesterday. I don't know. It was. It was February second, Tuesday. Ah, well, look at that, Pat. Can you explain the Groundhog Wait, Day formula? Did you not formula? know that, Pat? I didn't. I mean, I you knew it was recent. <laughs> I knew it was recently, but I didn't realize I was doing it that close. Um, I figured that was the, the reason whole point I picked that it. No, that's a very Pat but, thing to do. When I yep, it is. Can Very. you explain the Groundhog Day formula, Patrick, for so, um, any of our listeners who don't um, have a television? <laughs> <laughs> so the Groundhog Day formula is where you live a day and then you wake up and you live the same day and you do it over and over again until you find a way out. Um, and, like a movie with Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> filmed in Woodstock, um, Illinois. So there were... Um, there's there's been several movies with this there's been some tv shows with this um can you name uh, some yes i was about to <laughs> a big one recently i uh, was palm springs it was a hulu t- uh movie with andy sandberg um there's a new horror movie like genre happy death day that has a happy death day to you a sequel edge of tomorrow with tom cruise was kind of i mean it, i mean it was still basically the same thing um, and there's another one of those coming out. So it seems like these are kind of having their day. Then there's also a romantic comedy um, with like two 20-somethings that's coming out with the same kind of Palm Springsy thing. So... Do, do we know real quick, was, was Ground... I have a quick question. Was Groundhog Day the first movie to do this? Or does this trope go back be, you know, before Bill Murray's execution of it? Do we know? Um, does anybody know? That is a good question. I've actually thought about that, but I wasn't sure. I can look it up while you guys are speaking. I used a website called google.com on the World Wide Mm. Web and and tried Mm. to find one. and I couldn't find one in a five-minute search. So that's not to say Mm. that it doesn't exist, but if it did, I feel like I would have found it using this website. There's another website that I'm I'm aware of called Uh wikipedia.com. They might also have an answer, but... I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. Okay, so from our expert opinions, no. (laughs) That's good enough for me. So, I mean, Um, it seems like something that should go back a really long time, but at the same time, like, maybe it could have been a a idea. Yeah, Um, it's a clever idea. So, uh, McFadden, do you like the idea of taking this and just kind of repeating it? Because the thing with Groundhog Day is, or this type of movie is there's not many ways to get out of it. It's you can make it interesting. And then it's like, okay, we have to end it by somehow getting out of Groundhog Day. So there's not too many ending types you can have. Um, So you like this idea. Um, I don't think that the the ending type of as you described it is is super important. I think everybody needs to um, suspend uh, their you know, uh, suspend reality and and enter into this going, this doesn't happen in real life. It could never happen, at least as we understand um, physics and and time and and space time and, and, you know, the continuity of of that, which is. Um, So you put that aside. And so then however they resolve the loop that they're in, doesn't really matter. To me, this is a vehicle for exploring what could you do if there were no consequences. And I think that that exactly. is not, that's not an infinite well, but it's a deep well. And it's one that could be, um, you know, uh, drank from, drunken, consumed. You could <laughs> consume from this deep well for, for a long dipped time. Into. Yeah, dipped into for um, for a long time. And, and you could explore a lot of different ways. And uh, I, I like it. I'm, I'm for this trope. Um, I've only seen Groundhog Day and um, Palm Springs. And I would also lump 50 first dates into this category. Um, not everybody was in this loop. It was actually the, the person who was in the loop was actually unaware that they were in the loop with Drew Barrymore having Mementos some sort of 24-hour amnesia. I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. Um, I think that there's a lot that you can do and explore with it. And I like to see I, what I liked about Palm Springs is that it was a self-aware Groundhog Day movie where I think they even referenced. They Groundhog do not. Day. I'll push back. They on don't. That. They do not reference that. I kept waiting for it and they okay. did, which surprised well, me. But they they sort of tongue in cheek described it as one of these infinite, infinite time loop situations, yes. as if that was something that everybody understood. They, and so could have been they a had different fun with it. 
Yeah, it could have been a different studio and they couldn't mention it or something. (laughs) Probably. So I'm for it. I think that uh, uh, it's fun to think about a world in which no consequences exist. Um, And like you always know, they're going to find a way out at the end. It would sort of be a funny movie if like there was no way out. (laughs) It's just like they just rolled the credits. That that's my position. That's that's what I have. Can I jump on the back of that? Can I continue on from that? Yeah, go ahead. I will. Say the uh, exact same thing he just said word for word. <laughs> so I think along with having no consequences, it also explores what if there's a world where you know the structure of the world and you can predict what happens around you. And and, and so you almost can live in a world where you can dominate that world because you you're almost all knowing in that world. And that was Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. He came to know exactly at what minute of the day a kid was going to fall out of a tree when uh, the guys guarding the, the money in the truck were going to be looking the other way so we could take the money. So there's this element of like being omnipotent almost in this little corner of the universe that you live in because you can live that day over and over again. Um, I should just say also, I am so for this. Groundhog Day maybe is in my top five movies of all time. And it's enjoyable because you as the viewer get to like have fun being like, oh, I know what could happen. And then he's doing that thing. And then this is the way that he's playing with the the bit of being in that same day is really cool. And Groundhog Day was great. Palm Springs was a surprisingly great movie. And even Happy Death Day, even though it was stupid, I very much enjoyed it because of the gimmick of the Groundhog Day thing. So I'm for it. I hope they make more like this. And I'm unashamed to say more gimmicks, please. Okay, whining. Can you can continue this trend? Or are we going to live a different day? <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're still in it. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, Rob, uh, you're correct um, in, in that Groundhog Day is, is, a, is a fine film. It's really a fascinating story um, about that movie. Uh, Harold Ramis and um, Bill Murray actually ended their friendship uh, until shortly before Ramis died because of uh, creative differences on that film but yet they're still both geniuses that they uh, still created i think one of the, the finest uh, works of comedy drama uh, there's been in, in that because it does touch on to what mike said um universal existential ideas of being able to redo mistakes or being able to um to know you know what's going to happen these are things that people do daydream for millennia uh, but the questions of the what what the other side of that coin is um you know and this is not the only movie trope that exists we're going to get into that a bit later <laughs> so i don't have a problem with other movies exploring this it did kind of make me upset that um palm springs was exactly the same thing and nobody referenced like hey wait a second this sounds familiar uh, because it is such a ubiquitous film, I feel like you do have to reference it in some way. Um, even if it wasn't the first, I guess we'll find that out later in our apologies and corrections next uh, week. I think there, there I was something for. cool, not to get into too many details about, details about Palm Springs, but the fact that there were multiple people that were in this world of reliving the same day, it was yeah, kind of cool. A little bit of these a other movies, twist. Yeah, the other movies, including Happy Death Day, is one person, and there's some isolation in that. But I like that there's like a mini community of people in Palm Springs. Patrick, yeah, I uh, I'm going to continue the day. I feel very similar to you guys. Um, there are a few movies that happened before Groundhog Day. Three of them are foreign films, and then we, one of them French. based off of the 19, <laughs> seven, uh, 1973 uh, book uh, came out the same year called 1201 Day of the Groundhog, and it starred Jonathan Silverman who is uh, from um, Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, that was a movie? Yep. Or a uh, poor man's a Bill Murray, they said. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need to watch that. Yeah, I think we should. Let's see if we're for or against that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Palm Springs. I did like the idea of throwing in uh, multiple people that were Needed also- to be completely recast, but a good movie. You didn't like- Palm Springs cast. The cast. I thought it was I just, excellent. Okay. I'm against Mike Winan right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are plenty. Of, there's just a few people where they said these people are going to be famous, but that's a story for another day. 
<laughs> so you're not talking about the main cast? I'm, you're talking I'm about, talking about yes, the two main characters should be <laughs> different actors who are better at acting. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right, we have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company, Printful.com. So that means any idea we have uh, for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. For those interested, we earn between 5 and $7 for each product we sell, and that money goes directly back into the show. Remember in Season 1, Episode 5, when I paid a rapper on Fiverr to rap lyrics for our song, uh, for our, our, our uh, show, uh, what do you call it, theme song. There we go, for our show's theme, <laughs> theme song. song. Yeah, there we go. Did you like that? We'll buy a t-shirt, coffee mug, or new, or, or now canvas sneakers, and we'll do more stuff like Whoa. that. I made them. Guys, yeah. uh, Thanks, Mike. last week you suggested we made that we make sneakers. I made them. We had to go with a, a different um, uh, fulfillment company. So the, if you click on the buy now button, it's going to take you to uh, threadless.com, who is in partnership with uh, or has recently acquired Bucket Feet, a company that Robert was somehow involved with in some capacity. Um, so I, I followed up on, on your request. What request do you have? You're a doer, Mike. I love it. What requests do we have going forward? What what merch would you like to see in our merch store? Let's start. Uh, Patrick, Michael, and Robbie. What happened to the she sea shanty shirt? I suggested that sounded very easy. Why don't you make it? Yeah, uh, you're, you've been doing graphic uh, design like uh, twice as long uh, as me. Uh, <laughs> crap, this, this turned on me quickly. Like <laughs> All right, Thanks, Pat. makes it very easy. They should sponsor us. Yeah, um, Michael. <laughs> Any ideas uh, I for have, merchandise? I have actually logged into Printful uh, today because uh, I am going to make my first purchases for the show that we've been <laughs> sh- showing. Um, but um, now I have tons of ideas because I actually know what's on that site. Uh, but for this week only, uh, I my wife really wants us. Our top selling product right now uh, is a coffee mug. My yes. wife is saying that the thing that's in right now um, with the young kids is the campfire coffee mug so like the tin ones and they have one so we should make that for my wife flavia winant who you've met robbie ideas for merchandise merch ideas okay um a toddler's t-shirt size 2t you've been saving me yes please (laughs) make it but once you make it i'll stop suggesting it rob i'll go will you buy it i have to yes i will buy it make it a (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars Cool. Well, everybody, there it is. check out our merch store at foragainstpod.com slash shop. And we're back. Robbie, it's now time for you to regale us with your topic. Well, tomorrow there is a big game that Winan talked about last week. There's a very big game. We're going to call it the Super Bowl. And you, that's literally I'm... the one thing you can't call it. <laughs> <laughs> As Mike said last week, Sue us, NFL. There was an umlaut. Uh, you take Robbie's all of our pr- you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's smorgasbord <laughs> game. Yeah, support bowl. Well, anyways, my four against is watching the Super Bowl. I don't want to know if you're four against the Super Bowl itself. And I feel like I should have done this last week with the lottery because I didn't. I shouldn't have said four against the lottery. I should have said four or against playing the lottery, which maybe the results would have been the same. Rob, we still like so. you. <laughs> I, uh, I like you too, um, but I don't want you to feel about me and Meg McFadden in the way that I think you do. So we're going to talk about the Super Bowl now. Are you for or against watching the Super Bowl? And this could be for any reason. Maybe you like football. Maybe the storyline about Tom Brady is intriguing. Maybe you like in pre or post pandemic times getting together with friends and having that social aspect. Maybe you like watching the halftime show. Maybe you like the commercials. Maybe you are a gambler. Or maybe you just want to be in the know so you can talk about it with your coworkers on Monday. I want to know, is there any reason why you are for watching the Super Bowl? And I feel like we are a group of people who generally is maybe as a collective less caring about uh, big sporting events. But... I just I feel like there are a lot of possible reasons why one could watch the Super Bowl. So I wanted to see what you guys thought. And Winan, of the four of us, you are the one that historically has been the most into the NFL and the Chicago Bears. And so I want to start with you. What do you think? Yes, I am a recovering watching the Super Bowl. I am a recovering Bears fan. 
um, that uh, it, it's a process. I don't think you can ever be cut of it. But uh, fortunately for me, the Bears have only been in the uh, Super Bowl once. Um, it was a, a rough, rough game. False. Although, That's not true. Well, been during, in, in my Bowl lifetime. Twice. In my you lifetime. You were alive then. Twice. twice. I guess so. <laughs> you know what? Nine months. You can count it. You can count <laughs> it. Uh, or maybe less. But um, yeah. So, okay. Twice. Once in my living memory. Prince, Prince had the best halftime show ever. Uh, but, you know, I do watch them all because it is a cultural event. I mean, it uh, it's uh, something to be a part of. And it's one of the few things I think we do as a nation that's unique to us, uh, where we have this gigantic game where even people have no connection to football and not even don't know what a neutral zone infraction is. will watch this game and get very invested in it. Um, so I watch it. Um, two points to make, though, is that the you, the storylines, because it's part of it, is sports is really just a, a soap opera. If you really get down to it, um, as Noam Chomsky meant, it's it's the opiate of the masses. We uh, invest ourselves in these games so we don't have to worry about our own troubles. Um, but the storylines are exactly the same. This Tom Brady guy's got to get recast or something. Because it's like so boring to see these same people do the same stuff all the time. But it's not boring this time because he's not on the Patriots. Yeah. Like, can he do it on a new team? I don't That's like kind that. That's kind of exciting, I think right? that needs a rewrite. I think the writers <laughs> need to go back to the drawing board on that one. Although this Patrick Mahomes character, I think he will break all of Tom Brady's records. Um, it may, I think it was probably the last straw when the Bears did not draft him when they had the opportunity um, for me to be a like a full-time Bears fan. Um and uh, so that's that's bad. But the second thing is, given the pandemic and my, uh, you know, not wanting to be around large groups of people like I usually am, I don't even know where I'd watch this. Unless, Rob, you want to come over to my house, I'll put a projector in the back of my house and you can watch it with me. But I don't know who else I'd watch it with. That sounds lovely. I well, I'm going to chime in to, in response to that. So I was going to say I'm against watching the Super Bowl because I just don't care. But. I think I do miss that camaraderie. It's a good excuse to get together with people, again, non-pandemic times or outdoors, socially distanced, safe. Okay, so to Pat, uh, you're the kind of guy who I can't quite pin down because you do get temporarily interested in sports if your team's doing well. Uh, Maybe you like commercials. I don't know. What do you think, Pat? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Avid consumer, Patrick Lothian. (laughs) You're a fair weather fan that possibly likes commercials. <laughs> um, I also had the Bears bug and that they weren't good. So I wasn't just a fair weather fan, Robbie. Um, I uh, liked them a little too much. This season has been the easiest one to swallow so far, I think. Uh, I will say I'm not the halftime show. I'm against that. That's never fun for me. The commercials used to be like the reason to go, but they... One, they haven't seemed as good. And two, you can watch them online. So if there are any good ones, it's not like you're going to miss it like you would 20 years ago. You'd feel like, oh, you had to watch it. Um, And then the game is either fun or not fun, depending on if it's any good. I actually am interested in the whole, can Tom Brady do it with what seems like it should be a crappy team? Or at least that's what it it felt like the storyline was. Um, And... The Patriots has always seemed like an asshole team, but he, I don't know. I never thought that that he was a terrible guy. So I I, I could be wrong. Winan seems to want to say he is a terrible guy. No so one's I, it's terrible just, in God's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that's kind of interesting to me because well, I think the thing that when teams are like so good over and over again, everybody hates them, and. I think it's hard to argue that he's not the best quarterback ever by what he's you done. Can't, you can't argue it. It's yeah, and, but true. a lot of people like to be like, no, it's just because the Patriots, but there's some Patriot teams that were like real shit except for him. So I think that if he can do it with a non-Patriot team that people can finally shut up and just accept that he is a fantastic quarterback. So that, that's kind of interesting to me this year. I don't know. I guess I'm four in general. Okay. Okay, Mike, I want to throw it to you, and you are particularly interesting me, interesting to me because you're somebody who doesn't have his soul stirred by many things, uh, <laughs> and I would think maybe watching sports is included in that. Of the many things that don't uh, stir my soul, uh, the Super Bowl is one of those things as well. <laughs> um, however, I 
am generally for the Super Bowl because uh, of the the shared uh, communal experience of of, of watching it. Um, I think that it's it's fun to have something that isn't very divisive. Um, even if you are rooting for a, a different team, it's you can still rally around the competition. And that's really what sport is about, is competing on an even playing field and seeing uh, who can you know reign supreme. And uh, in addition to that, I am a fan of human performance when it excels. And so I care about pretty much no other professional football game than this one because this is the biggest football game in the world. And so you have the best teams competing against each other and it's fun to watch people that excel do whatever they excel at, not just sport. It can be the performing arts. It can be fine arts. It could be technical things. It could be like even expert tradespeople are fascinating to watch because they can do things with tools that you could never imagine. I've literally gone down YouTube rabbit holes watching a guy show me um, like he spent 15 minutes showing all these different tricks on how to use a worm drive circular saw. And you guys probably don't even know what that is, but I was drawn to it. You put a worm inside a saw. That seems cruel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I I like top performance. And so um, I'm for it, I think, always. And I think I always will be for it. Spoken Um, like a guy who doesn't watch sports very often. (laughs) But four fours here. Somebody tell Roger Goodell they can move forward with it. (laughs) I'm actually surprised. I you could have told me before we started recording that we would have all been against, and I would have believed you too. I could have made an equally compelling argument. (laughs) Could have been talking about concussion protocols and all of that. Well, that's why I want. I that's what I thought about when I said watching the Super Bowl instead of the Super Bowl because I don't want to get into. Oh man, could you imagine if I got hit by a football player? I would explode. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would you just. I think you evaporate. would like dissolve. Yeah, it wouldn't be an explosion. Like they would just go through you. Like it actually would be like a, a cut scene in a movie. It's like they would go through you and then you turn into a cloud. I'm, I'm worried it might yeah. cause a black hole. Yeah, <laughs> in the universe. Oh, there was one time when we were younger that um, we were playing football, and Mike's McFadden's older brother Bill. Uh, was running like full steam at me. We were playing tackle and I like put my shoulder up into him and it knocked him down. And he's like, Oh, Whoa, good job. And then it was like years later, same thing, except I flew like three feet. I'm like, Oh, I got this again. And he just chucked me and it did not feel good. Strong people are (laughs) good at stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Peak performance. According to me. I think we've exhausted this topic. Thank you very much, Robbie. Thank you, gentlemen. It's now time for my topic. And my topic is something that I'm really curious about. I have a firm position um, in this, uh, but I'm not really sure how other people feel. Uh, The topic is uh, 2x playback speed while listening to podcasts um, or audiobooks or even YouTube um, or any speed that's not 1x. Uh, so I, I can't imagine a scenario where you'd want to listen to something at half speed, mm-hmm. but uh, one and a half speed or two, uh, two X speed. Hey, don't like, kink shame him. Does that, <laughs> does that do anything for you? Let's start with uh, Patrick. What do you think? Do I you... can't watch this? anything that's not faster than one speed. Wow. I like, if I'm watching a YouTube video, it just it's just it's too slow I life to is too slow yes more uh, content <laughs> <laughs> exactly there's even a series that i watch that it's called pitch meetings and it's this guy that records both sides of the pitch meeting about movies and it kind of makes fun of plot holes in movies and stuff and if i watch that and at one one like normal speed it feels like it's slow motion like their voices are completely different, and it feels like they're talking. <laughs> that like might be the cocaine. So <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, is what, this the same? Ideal? Is this the same for uh, podcasts and audiobooks? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You listen to our podcast at one point five speed. Yep. 
Wow. 1.5. That's your, that's your, um, I can check. It depends. I know, um, it kind of goes up and down depending on the type of content. Um, like if it's four X, six, four X, um, if it's like a fiction, um, book, then I listen to it a little slower because I want to save up the content. Then if it's a nonfiction book, I try to just speed through and get as much of it as I can. Um, and it's the same with podcasts. Cause like, if I have four podcasts, I want to listen to, I don't have all the time in the world to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So then I can speed it up and get more in. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to say, did it take you some time? Was this like Robbie's brother's, um, spice training? Like, did you have to (laughs) slowly work your way into speed training for listening to things or, um, was it, was it jarring at first for you to do this or did you do it? And like, yeah, this is fine. It's been a long time. I don't even remember when I discovered it. Did you invent it? Yes. <laughs> but it got, it's, it's so bad that I actually, I had recorded a, or a, a class on how to make your first video for like a business. And I sped myself up because I sounded way too slow and I ruined it. Um, <laughs> I think I listened to that one and you did sound strangely fast. Yeah. Uh, so I need to figure out how to slow that back down for normal consumption, (laughs) but like, I just felt uncomfortable with how slow I was talking. I'm like, nobody, nobody would accept this, but it's just because of my weird thing. Um, I'm glad you accept it as a weird thing. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Mike, let's, let's go to you. Are you for or against expediting the pace at which you consume content? It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, but, um, (laughs) there are, Let's use that word content. It depends on what the content is. If I need to um, figure out how to turn up my water boiler on or um, and watch a YouTube video about it or try and fail and then make Flavia do it, I'm going to watch <laughs> that at like 1.5 speed or like recipes. For some reason, everybody's got to have like some kind of story about their early childhood in Tuscany before they can tell me how to make a pasta primavera. Um, and so I'll do those, but in a work of art, like our beautiful podcast or <laughs> particularly a, um, an audio book, uh, you're a monster if you're listening to it uh, <laughs> at fast speed, because it's a performance and they're, per- they're talking in inflection and, and in tone and in pauses to, um, like my jokes won't land if you're listening to, <laughs> to one and a half speed. Uh, be twice think, as funny. Yeah, you, I don't think you so. Get, so you're wrong. Like your brain gets used to it where it just sounds normal. And then you take in those jokes the same way. Guess like, I agree. think you'd be surprised. All right. So you're, you're against Mike. In, I'm against. In, okay. In that scenario. Rob, so do you know about... Netflix has added this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so no. you could do it and, with and movies some, and stuff. And some of the directors are actually upset that they did yeah. because mm-hmm. of what Quine just said. It's their work of art that they're not distorting and ruining. So I'm actually very both happy with and upset with Wynan because he word for word just said exactly what I was going to say, which is that for, for instructional how-to videos, I almost always put those at one and a half speed. I think, Pat, you're right that one and a half is the golden speed if you are going to speed something up, um, just because there's a lot of humming and hawing, things that I usually do when I talk uh, in these instructional videos, and so I just want to get to the point. I just don't but listen for works to works of art. <laughs> yeah, and that's a better way. Well, hey, there, a good thing there's a skip forward 15 seconds button too, because you know that we use it all the time on me. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. For works of art, even if it's like I'm thinking about like cereal is a good example of something that's done a particular way with particular beats in mind and pauses Bingo, that are beats. important. That's the word. Yeah, that's beats. The crux. And the beats are important. And obviously, even a podcast like ours, even though it's a little bit more informal and we create the quote unquote art on the spot, it still is authentic to the way we're speaking and delivering lines. And so, yeah, there's, I suppose, an argument to be made that for conversational podcasts like ours, maybe you could speed it up because it's less about pre-made art. But having said that, I think overall it's more to be consumed as is. And so I'm against as a whole. All right. Well, we're going to be a house divided because I'm siding with Patrick here. Woo! And and, and it, I'm very much on his side. I only listen at 2x speed to podcasts. 2x. 2x. So now that's cuckoo banana shit. That's crazy. No, I literally, if I'm listening to a 1x speed, normal speed, I'm like, what is wrong with yes. these people? And 100%. 
and like I'm now at the point where like if I do knock it down to one and a half speed, I'm like, I, I'm convinced that this is normal, you know, the, the normal rate at which people speak. And two X just feels like normal. It does take some time to get used to, but I can get through a lot more podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts that I want to listen to. Um, so now I can listen to twice as many. And I recently um, downloaded an audiobook listening app that allows me to go up to 3x, but 3x, I, I can't take it in that fast. Um, 2.65% is, is like just on the other side of what I can do. But I can listen to an audiobook at 2.5x and take it in, I think, about as good as if is I was listening to it. Is this fiction or non-fiction? Um, I've done both. I, I've, this, this, this month, uh, or rather in January, I read like three or four books, audio. Or we didn't listened. read anything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to three books and, um, one fiction and two or three nonfiction. And I really enjoyed the experience. So I, I can't not listen at, um, two X or, or I, I, I can't listen at, at regular speed. It's just, it doesn't work for me. Um, and then YouTube 2X is crazy fast. And Mike, you out of the four of us, I think you naturally speak the fastest too. So you sped up at 2X is crazy. It's <laughs> so fast. I think it might be why I tend to speak quickly is because I'm so used to this rapid rate. <laughs> gotta go, know. gotta go. No time to pause. So, all right, two fours, two against. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. This week, I will list a few topics in rapid lightning-like succession, and the gang here will share their positions. Here we go. Gentlemen, this uh, pertains to um, movie trope ideas, um, similar to Groundhog Day, other you know formulas that have been uh, used or recycled over and over again. Are you for or against these? We're going to go Robbie, uh, Patrick, Michael. Um, the first movie trope is the body swap uh, trope. You know, you, you wake up and all of a sudden you're somebody else and, and they are you. Are you for or against the body swap trope, uh, Rob? Uh, I'm for. I like when Jason Bateman and that other guy. Wait, really? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I like when they pee in a fountain and they get their bodies. <laughs> it's like, it's a premise. It's it's fun. Yeah, for it. Okay. Uh, Pat? I think we all can agree this is only possible in some sort of switching face situation. Face like off. in face off. <laughs> um, I, uh, I actually really like this. I think it's, it's the same kind of thing as groundhog day that I, I enjoy the different people taking on the uh, behaviors of the person they switched with. I think it can be fun. Okay. Uh, Mike, I'm against. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Too um, good for that. What about you? The, what the one thing that I think that they always do is they have reservations about being the other person. I'd like to see a movie where they're just like, "Fuck it, I'm all in, and I'm not gonna have any qualms about sleeping with my best friend's wife, or like <laughs> just like going all in, and, or like totally ruining the other person." I think that could be an interesting angle that I haven't really seen. Somebody's probably done it, but I haven't seen it. All right, next uh, topic is the road trip movie. Rob, for against the road trip movie. I love road trips i love the movie road trip i think it's an underrated film and i think road trip movies uh allow people to get introduced to a, a variety of characters along the way and get them into interesting situations that it just it writes itself you can meet funny people and do funny things i'm for it excellent pat um i think there's some really really shitty road trip movies but there are some some really excellent road trip movies that I've like really enjoyed that are really pieces of art to me. So I think overall I'm gonna have to be four. Okay, Mike. I think I mention it every single episode. Planes, trains, and automobiles is the finest work of American film uh, that's <laughs> ever been made, and it is a road trip movie. Um, so I cannot be anything but extremely for. Okay, Rob, what about uh, the high school movie? And we're just going to leave the, the topic that broad, but I'm thinking more like late 90s, early 2000s high school movie when, when, when I'm thinking about this. Uh, anything that involves like coming of age where like characters discover themselves or, or there's like young romance involved, I am a sucker for it. Uh, going back to the 80s, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think, counts as a high school movie. Sure. But then going into the 90s, I mean, movies like, uh, what, She's All That mm -hmm. and, and those films. And then even there's some recent Netflix films that are clearly not uh, not supposed to be consumed by 
a middle-aged man like myself, but I love it so much. It brings me back to a time and uh, of, I don't know, I guess it, it reminds me of the things that I like best about high school. You married your high so school sweethearts, so that makes sense. Yeah. But I also resent the fact that you called yourself a middle-aged man because I'm older than you. You're not a middle-aged man. <laughs> almost. Pat- I'm <laughs> almost there. Uh, Patrick, I, I love coming-of-age movies. And the way Robbie described high school movies, they're excellent movies. But that's not what high school movies are. <laughs> school movies are, are garbage movies that were good <laughs> when we were in high school, but um, are now uh, garbage I movies. I still love those too. I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> like the, you like the Riverdale and all that stuff? Who I don't are you talking to? <laughs> Robert? No, I don't, I I don't know what Riverdale is. Yeah, well, okay. uh, Pat, Mike, high school movies for against. Uh, I, you know, I think they're like movies that take place while someone is in high school. High school is a, a time when uh, everything seems heightened and, um, you know, stakes seem high. It's artificially so because of your hormones in your brain and your chemistry, brain chemistry changing. But I think everybody can go back to that. And, and I'm so it's an interesting time to explore. So I am for them. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to the buddy cop movie, Rob. Buddy cop movie for or against? Yeah, um, <laughs> there can there are some really bad ones in this genre, but there are some good ones too. I'm thinking what like Tom Hanks and a dog. What was that one? Uh, Turner, Turner and Hooch. Hanks, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, I think I'm for it, but. But they're usually bad movies. Like I think you're, I'm for it if you're in the mood for a bad action film. But I'm for. Okay, Pat. I don't think I've met a buddy cop movie that I haven't liked. <laughs> I'm for. All right, Wynan. Uh I once had a friend of mine who told me that the funniest film ever made of all time, said unequivocally, was The Other Guys from 2010. <laughs> I believe a 42% <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. That person's name was Michael James McFadden. Um, so he, I already know that he likes buddy cop movies. I think it's a, it's a fun uh, little um, uh, uh, trope there. Uh, I think there's still more to explain there um, or explore there. Um, there's some really, really stinkers, though. <laughs> so maybe take a break. Let's take a moratorium for a few years and revisit it. All right. Yeah, I, I, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Um, the Other Guys is one of the best, if not the best, um, funniest movies uh, of all time. I Name saw it another a few movie. months ago and it holds up. There's some there's some yeah. questionable uh, homosexuality jokes in there that may need need to be cut out. But other than that, it's a all good right. film. We, we can do a director's uh, cut to, to, to take those out. That, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, all right, Rob, the final topic is the extraordinary dog movie and i'm thinking more along the lines of Airbud, a dog that is somehow uh graced with athletic prowess and makes the high school basketball team <laughs> i hate these movies these are the worst movies of any kind of trope possible like i'm thinking of beethoven and homeward bound and yeah Airbud. these are stupid and no dog could do these things. Rob, there I... is no rule that a dog can't play basketball. Okay. <laughs> it's not in the rules. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I am so against dogs are perfect. You don't need to make them up to be bigger than they really are. Dogs are wonderful. Just make a movie about real dogs, not extraordinary dogs, real dogs. Okay, I'm against Pat, this. Pat. I feel like you haven't actually seen Airbud. By the way you're describing it. I'm against it, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and Beethoven, that's a normal dog. He's just a big guy. <laughs> normal guy. Um, no, these are trash movies. <laughs> oh, bait and switch. Uh, why not? Yeah, I can't think of one that I would actually watch voluntarily. I'm against. All right. That's uh, that's fair. <laughs> Wait, you love dogs. Uh, McFadden, where do you stand? Um, I... I think I remember in the '90s when they remade Lassie um, that I was I was for that particular movie. Although Lassie never made it onto the varsity basketball team, so I think in, in she that didn't have category, the vertical leap or the or, yeah, or the wingspan. I think I'm against, and and also there's another reason. I believe this was Michael Wine and who once uh, pointed out to us at, at a holiday gathering 
uh, and, and it might not have been Mike, but I'm going to attribute to him because We're it seems like something. It seems like something he would have said <laughs> is that every dog movie um, that you remember from your childhood, that dog is dead. It's oh, true. Sounds like something. Sounds would like say. something I would say. <laughs> something like you would say. And so that's just depressing. So. Um, so yeah. Thanks for playing this lightning round, guys. Wait, wait, McFadden, real quick. So I remember famously you talking about how you get mad when people get upset when like dogs or horses die in a movie, but not when humans die in a movie. Now that you have a dog, do you still feel that way? Um, well, my, I think the biggest issue that I had was not that people were empathetic towards the canine or, or the horse, but <laughs> that they just had complete and utter disregard for the 4,000 people that died in the shoot them up scene. But then whatever. the horse gets shot and everybody's like, oh no. no. So it is, it is the incongruity of, of, uh, of empathy that existed amongst the viewers. So you still don't care if a dog dies? Um, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Word for word. You nailed it. Uh, thank you very much. If you are still listening, please consider telling a friend about for or against. If you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear about any topics you are for or against or undecided on via Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or our Facebook page at For or Against Pod. We just might feature them on a future episode. For now, thanks for listening. I. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against? <laughs>